Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the 1330 Podcast, a milestone podcast, as it were. This is number 20, and Brent, it took us 20 podcasts to convince somebody to come on here and be a special guest with us. In 11 months. 20 podcasts in 11 months. We finally have enough people listening to merit having someone come in and bribes, cash, and begging worked. It's really awesome. John Calipari of the Kentucky Wildcats (laughs) is with us today. <laughs> okay, it's not John Calipari, but that would be awesome. But it, no, we're not I, a sports podcast. No, we're not. So, uh, we, but we, who we do have with us today, Brent, is Mister Dan Taylor. And, and some of you that are listening, saying, "Who's Dan who, who Taylor?" Is Dan Taylor. Dan Taylor is the architect of one of the greatest rock and roll bands. <laughs> Actually, one of the greatest, and I truly do mean this, one of the greatest worship bands and machines to churn out people in the history of a church. That's right. Now, when Keith and I were on staff at Rama Bible Church in Tulsa, working for Kenneth Hagin Ministries, we were the youth pastors there. We um, had a, uh, a feeder system, if you will, of worship bands. And yes, we did. We, we had... Um, our main Wednesday night bands, and then but then we had three more high school bands and another junior two high band. Two junior high bands that, of uh, teenagers. That then turned into a feeder system for the church and the, the college ministry and everybody like that. and uh, Which ultimately turned into a feeder system for other churches literally around the world. Around the world. And uh, we're really pleased to have with us the guy that was... Uh, uh, Keith calls him the architect, and I, I would I'd say that's about as close a word as I can come up with. To uh, Dan, Dan, welcome to the thirteen thirty podcast. Well, thank you for having me, and I do think that I could give Calipari a run for his money. By the way. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> now, Dan, before we get into this, tell everybody where you're from. I am originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, um, the great state of Ohio. Um, moved to. Tulsa, Oklahoma, around 2000. So, now um, you were here before that, though. Um, I did go to Oral Roberts University, which which makes this lovely place that we're at actually somewhat the, feel like I'm actually at school. The right? office of of Oral, we're yes. sitting in his office. So, and uh, and then you um, went back home, and then came back came to go back. to go to to go to Rama, and um, uh, you're you're married. I am. I am. I to a wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful woman by the name of Chris Taylor, and uh, she's she was very instrumental in what everything we're getting ready to talk about. She was right there with you every step her. of the way. So, but uh, we were just uh, in a production meeting, just talking about the the past and the glories of our of our yesteryear. But um, <clears throat> the thing is, is there was a lot of success that that happened. We we were successful uh, in developing a group of ragtag. Less than talented kids, teenagers, teenagers, who and adults, into a, a band, a, a, a really a group of people that that became world world renowned musicians because they were they were traveling with with um, you know Kenneth Hagen Jr. and 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 Lynette on their crusades and and, and then are, playing actually. at the church and still are, yeah. um, and uh, we're just we wanted to just kind of share with everybody who's listening because we get a lot of pastors that listen to us. And youth pastors, and you know, how did you guys do that, and and what's the secret? 
the one of the one of the other things that I kind of want to throw out here on this there are a lot of people that are in your church that have the ability to do what you need to do worship wise and I am convinced even though I've not started a church like Brent has or pioneered a church but when you look at the most successful churches out there one of the elements to me that has made them successful is having a solid worship band not necessarily the greatest worship band but a very solid one and I think it's important that we talk to somebody who's a musician because I'm not a musician Brent's not a musician I don't have rhythm Brent has a little more rhythm than I do actually everybody has more rhythm than I do but that we have somebody that we can talk to about this and get it uh, get it from a musician's perspective of what it what it takes to get a band started because I think there's a lot of people out there that this is a big need in their church huge need in their church I mean I'm I'm three years into it now, and that's been one of the hardest, if not most impossible things to really figure out. Okay, so as a pastor, I started out with a lot of people who had great intentions and a great heart, but not always the most talented individuals. They loved God, and they did really well, but they never really took off and never really thrived. And one of the statements that you're going to hear us, I think everybody will say this, and I know these guys all agree with me on this, good musicians beget good musicians. And if you can get one good musician to come in and really kind of push the rest of your people, you're going to start to get to be a lot better with this. So, Dan, when, when you first started out doing this, um, tell, how did you get involved with this? You know, I guess would be the first thing. Did you start out great? Were you always this awesome? Not at all. Um, in fact, I would probably say if we're going to talk about when I first started, um, I actually started my first uh, inroad into um, worship music, and it started in youth worship music, was in 1993. And so... I actually. So what you're saying is you're old. I'm. I did that when I was two. We're all. <laughs> we're all in the same ballpark. <laughs> so, I started immediately after I was two years old. Um, but I would say that probably the beginning of it was just exactly what I would tell anyone else. Get who's who's available. Take who's available first, and that's what they did for us. They grabbed us. It was a youth group that never had a worship band before. And all the youth groups that we had in our church in the past never had a youth group or never had a youth band um, and decided, let's start a youth band. And so I was a part of that element of them starting this band from scratch from the very beginning. And I got a chance to see them use me and a few other people who have never done anything like this ever before. And in the process of us doing that, it taught us we got better and better and better and better. And so the step one, step one, I would always tell anyone, take who's available. Take who's available. Because if you can get someone that's in there, because they grabbed Hodge, I mean, the meaning of hodgepodge is what we were. And of course, back then, there was no Hillsong. So 
We were doing. No, no there was no shout to the Lord. Right. <laughs> so we were we, still. We oh, were. There was shouting to the Lord. It just wasn't the song. It was uh, in '93. That was like uh, commissioned and Fred Hammond, and that that was about the, the. I mean, we were doing Newsboys, DC Talk. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It's it's in that neighborhood. That, that and time. revamping Browns Brownsville revival <laughs> worship songs to make them sound good for youth. I mean, that's basically what we were doing at that time, and. I mean, it was a great opportunity for me to see what it's like to take something from scratch, from the very bottom, from from nothing, and actually build a band out of it. And I think what you're talking about here is was something that we we talked about in the production meeting is that you you got an opportunity, yeah, to do something, and I think a lot of pastors and and ministry leaders out there. I, I think that by by the time they really get serious about looking for somebody, they're they're wanting to limit the amount of opportunities because the ministry's grown to a point where they have to put on the best face. I guess is probably the right way to say it, or you know, put their best foot forward, or have the top, the you know, top quality, the best of the best. Right. But I think that was something that we had kind of a a little bit of a, a leisure about that we didn't really care that they were. They were the best of them. In fact, you know, and, and I'm, we're not here to slam on anybody, but we we got a lot of the rejects. We did. <laughs> I mean, we, did. we got a lot of guys that were turned down in other areas of the of the church. In the I ministry. would say that half of our band at some point in time tried out for something at our church and did not make it, and then the other half of our band wasn't born in 1995. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, well, I'm just going to say that I'm a. I am a, a firm believer in the ability of teenagers yeah. to step up and do what most people believe they can't do if they have somebody who believes in them and is willing to invest time in them. And one of the one of the statements that that I've made and I've made for years and years to people would be it doesn't matter whether you're 14 or 40, the first time you get up in front of a crowd to sing or perform, it's not going to be pretty and it's not going to be good. Just because you're old doesn't make you good. What makes you good is your time practicing and your time developing. Yeah. If you look at the best bands in the world, they say that when the Beatles came out, what made them so good when they got to America is they spent so much time in Liverpool playing in these you know dive bars over yeah. there, and they said they were literally do, literally playing six hours at a shot, and they said they had to get good. Yeah. They had no choice. They learned how to be performers. They learned how to work a crowd, and by the time they got here, nobody had ever seen anything like that before because... Yeah. Of the time they'd spent. And if you guys will, as as church leaders, will look to your younger generation. I, I told people all the time, I'm not trying to build a good junior high youth ministry. I'm trying to build a good high school ministry. And when Brent was doing high school ministry, he would, he would turn right around and say, I'm not trying to build a good high school ministry. We are trying to build a good church. Yeah. And... If everybody will get on that page and come back and say, if we will develop these sixth graders and give these little kids a chance, by the time they get to high school and into young adulthood, they're just going to slide right into that adult band and you guys are going to have an unbelievable machine that is churning out a product that everybody needs which means you're going to have to give them opportunities for every song to be the same speed but that's the, that's the key <laughs> that, is, that is the 
is for sure. And the same key. And, and the, the same, same key. And the same song over and over and over yep. again. I would say the key word, though, is opportunity. The key word is opportunity. If if I think about if I wasn't given the opportunity, you know, to music wasn't something that I knew that I was actually going to do for a while, but someone believed in me enough to give me the opportunity. So therefore, I learned once I got the opportunity, I wanted to use it. I thought, man, how much better would I have been if I had got that opportunity when I was younger? Yeah. And yeah. So, and so the idea for me is the minute we got to youth was I want to take these kids who want the opportunity now and give them their chance. Yeah. Now, we we are just scratching the service. We're going to have Dan with us uh, several, while. several more shows <laughs> um, because – because what you don't understand, and we'll try and maybe work in a little bit of the, uh, a little sample of what we are talking about in some of these, but um, what what you don't understand is is this went on to form s- seven bands, and about sixty people were included in those bands. And there's a picture on the last album that we did of of the whole Axis Worship Band together. We'll see if we can't impressive. get that picture up on our uh, on our. Our website and on the we'll we'll post it on Twitter and our our Facebook pages. It was a our, small organization. Small yes, organization. It, it was uh, yes, it was. All right. Well, as we wrap up today, get in touch with us thirteen thirty podcast at gmail I'm Brent Bailey. I'm Keith Neighbor, and I'm Dan Taylor. We'll see you next time. God bless everybody.